This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. The people have spoken and it's time. Dallas. No. For a heap and helping of that playoff porridge, Corey, are you excited? Actually, I actually am. I understand where people who are Cowboys fans are kind of beaten up by this football season. I get it, man. What? Twelve wins. Like, stop. Okay. Look, hey, we picked a different topic. Taunt the Cowboys. All right. Don't taunt the listeners who are Cowboys fans. Yeah. All right. Those are the. They're suffering, man. We're all suffering. Hey. Super Bowl hats go 50% off like a month after the Super Bowl. So these $50 hats are 25 bucks if you want to jump on the bandwagon. All right. Well, you know what? You just answered my question for me. I was going to ask if you wanted to start by hyping up Patrick Mahomes. But you know what? Now, because of that, that is not what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and fire off. Reverse psychology on you. Cut number seven, if we can, please. Out of the shotgun, drops a couple of steps. Going to take a deep shot to Brandon Ayuk. It's the flag. Oh, he caught it. He caught. Ayuk caught it out of the air. A flag is also down. Did Ayuk score? He got touched down on the two-yard line. Now, both of these games had. I love Brock Purdy, too. Had amazing. Damn it. Both <laughs> of these games had amazing ebbs and flows to them. First of all, with the Ravens and Chiefs, we were talking about this before. I thought they would end up with the final score that 49ers-Lions got. Like, I thought it was going to be a 34-31 point game. And like a lot of people, I also thought at halftime, oh my God, the Detroit Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl. And neither one of those things ended up happening. Way to go, Corey. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, I didn't do it. Um, But that, it looked like it was going to be an all-timer in the AFC. It really, it really did. Oh my gosh, the Ravens are for real. Everything we saw this year, they started this game this way, and Mahomes is back. And this, this can't look. They have receivers that can catch. He's going to Kelsey eleven times. Rashi Rice is going to be great today. Uh, it looked like it was going to be an all timer, and then it turned into there was a lot of really good defense played on both sides. Really good defense, and it's frust. I think the most frustrating part is Zay Flowers' moment. Because he he had it, he had, that was the chance to tie that game. I, I know at that point it wouldn't have been tied, but sure. it, it would it, that you were in position to be in a tied game late in that game with another epic moment on the on the way. And for that matter, Mahomes and their offense didn't really do a whole lot after that Not either. So Baltimore really could have done something. It was it was supposed to be a lot of fun, and it was it fizzled out pretty quickly. Now, the 49ers broke a few trends in the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy had been 2-4 and four this season when throwing an interception. And honestly, I, that was another one of the reasons that I thought they were cooked. And then 
the 49ers were 0-5 the past two seasons when trailing by 14-plus points at any point in the game. We did this on an overreaction or reality early in the season, earlier before the playoffs started. Did you think Dan Campbell's aggressiveness was going to cost him in the playoffs? And I think the consensus was we could all definitely see that being the case. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that if you are mentally prepared that this is how we play football, though, then that's just that's just what you do. I could see. You know, if if. I understand, like the if if we didn't have the what Mike calls the caveman or prehistoric way of thinking that it was always field goals are more important on fourth down. If we never had that thought, would we think that people that are kicking fourth goal, fourth down field goals are insane right now, and that that's the wrong way to do it instead of going for it? Probably so. But the 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 approach that he took is I want them to be prepared to go hit them in the mouth. We can get ten yards on four plays. That's just what we're gonna do. Um, and, and again, there's some execution that I, I do blame on as well. I think they all share it. And I don't, I'm not going to try and weigh which one shares uh, carries the most, though. I really thought Eminem was going to end up living his best day because he was flipping off 49ers fans before the game started. And then the game kind of reflected that that's what was going to happen all, all day. When it was 14 to nothing and Detroit just methodically move the ball down the field. I was like, what the hell is happening? They were averaging nine yards a play. David Montgomery looked awesome. He did. They they could run. You're not supposed to be able to run against them like this. This is a, the San Francisco defense. They stop you at everything. You're not supposed to be able to do what you did against them. They just ran over them, man. And it looked, and you knew that Jameer Gibbs was going to have a big moment too. Just wait for him to hit that crack and go. And at some point it was going to happen. And they did. The first half of it, they did. But I think I started seeing like Sam Laporta got hit on one play in the first half late. And I was like, they're going to be worn out by the end of this game. And I kept going back to something I heard Troy Aikman say. And that was, look, man, I always felt like if talent levels were were, e- were even or we had an edge in talent level, they were going to be tired late in the game. My opponent. Uh, and so what happened early in playoff games wasn't going to be happening late. I just had to withstand that early stuff. And that's what ended up happening is a young Detroit team found out that late in the game against San Francisco, you get worn out. Well, that's fine. If you're going to bring up expertise from Troy Aikman, guess what? I see your Troy Aikman expertise. And I raise you cut number 11. Don't rule out as we move to the AFC the expertise of Tony Romo. And that ball is out Chiefs ball in games like this. The ball matters more than any game. It's that type it's of true. it's that type of insight that what I didn't realize, and I know a lot of people were go ahead. I'm gonna give him an excuse. I think they're probably in his ear counting I, him I'm down sure. and he's I'm and sure. he's hearing five or four and he's like, crap, I can't say anything more. So he has to end the sentence. <laughs> and it's not the best, but I don't think people understand that there are people in your ear at that moment going, break, three, two. And you're like, crap, I have one second to say something. And that's the ball, you know? And so and that's the ball. <laughs> yesterday, people were piling on Tony Romo. I guess I didn't realize that this groundswell had been going for like two years. This might be the most hurtful tweet I saw about that game. People complaining about the occasional shots of Taylor Swift and were forced to hear Tony Romo the entire game. That is 
just mean spirited. Okay, but very clever. Somebody did point out that uh, then not this past game, but the game before it, Taylor Swift was on for twenty five seconds total in the in the game, which I guess is too long for everybody. The they can't horror. handle seeing her for twenty five seconds, and that just seems that just seems like it's not as bad as having to hear Tony Romo that often. Look, I I don't care about the tra- <laughs> I don't care about the Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift relationship. I want to know more about Andy Reid standing on the podium and pointing at Taylor Swift and her <laughs> pointing right back at him. I want to know about their friendship. They're probably besties. A- Adrian, during the game yesterday, was like, I cannot stand Tony's voice. It is wearing me out. And I said, all right, Mahomes or Tony? And she was like, oh, that's a tough one. So, so I can't remember the exact play. It might be the Dez caught it or Dez didn't catch it moment, but I always remember this, and this is from Tony Dungy, that he told his players, I don't want you ever reaching for the end zone. That, well, and, and especially and with be, the rule of fumble through the end zone. Yeah, is and a problem. so I guess coaches don't believe that, right? Or is it just you can tell a person no matter what, please do not reach the ball for the end zone because if it gets – Hit out, and you're not really protecting. Yeah. You can't protect the ball. You're exposing the ball. There's only hands on it at that point. There's there's no chest. There's no way to really secure the ball when you reach for the goal line. Is you don't if it's fourth down, I get it. You have to. But I just wonder, man, if you just don't reach there, because even though I'm happy that Kansas City won, I wasn't. I was texting you. I was not. I was like, dang it, I hate that Lamar's yeah. not having a good game because I like Lamar too, and I took the risk of holding on to some of his rookie cards. Going, he's getting to the Super Bowl, then I'm selling them. But unfortunately, he didn't. But Did it's just frustrating to me. Going, dang it, why reach for the end yeah. zone? I've just heard Tony Dungy talk about this. I think it was him who said, I told my guys, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, do not reach for the goal line. It's not worth it. He was trying to, I think he was trying to make up for the penalty he had earlier. And also, like, he he, he was like, this is my time. I can, I can, get, really it. I can get there. Yeah, he had a, he had a really, he had a really good season later in the season that him and Lamar teamed up pretty well together. They found something there and, and he's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun to see them grow that uh, him and Zay flowers at the end of the year here. I put it off as long as I could. Let's go ahead and fire off cut number three because he is pretty damn great. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Is that now what you also saw, Corey? No. So maybe it's me growing up watching Troy Aikman and Patrick Mahomes. I love Troy Aikman. He's way better than Troy Aikman. And I love Troy. Troy's a Hall of Famer, three-time champ. But there's certain things that he does that reminds me of smart quarterbacks like Troy Aikman. He took a sack with five minutes and changed the go. And he knew, I think it was I think it was at that moment. He knew I don't want to throw the ball away here. I want to take a sack. We are down to under six minutes yep. and we have a two score lead. I believe it was 17 to seven at that point. And he's like, yes, I'm getting pressured and I can throw the ball away because there's so many times where he smartly throws the ball away to live for another play. Like he's playoff yes. smart. Yeah. And he even knew, no, 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 no. I need to take a sack here. 
nobody's open. I'm not risking the ball, and I'm not throwing it away because the last thing I want to do, if I take a sack, that's a 40-second runoff on the clock if I take this sack. If I throw it away, right now the 40 seconds are so valuable to them, and I mean, nothing. I know I go back to our quarterback, but Dak doesn't understand that. He doesn't. He doesn't get. I would be inclined to agree with that. Many there are a lot times. of quarterbacks. Yeah. There are a lot like when you're you in field goal range, a right? A lot. But when you're in field goal range on third down, Dak takes a ten yard sack to then make you punt the ball. Like that's. I don't think I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is not perfect, but I feel like Patrick Mahomes in those situations makes really smart decisions. Now Patrick Mahomes is now 10-1-1 when he's an underdog. Interestingly enough, I don't know if that has anything to do with what's happening with this Super Bowl spread, but holy moly, it has started to shift quickly. Is The 49ers were installed as two-and-a-half-point favorites. It is down to one point as we speak this morning. So... I mean, isn't it? We know San Francisco is the better overall team, but Patrick Mahomes just went to bu- Buffalo, and I thought and beat, just went to Baltimore, and just beat a better overall team in Baltimore, I think, as well. Yeah, and that yet, was a road game in Vegas, and it's it's just hard to argue. Is he comes up big in the biggest moments? Now, with that in mind, he is now through their first six seasons, fourteen and three in the playoffs, <laughs> versus Tom Brady was twelve and two. And he's 0-2 against Tom Brady, right? He's lost to Tom Brady yeah. twice and Joe Burrow. And one of those, obviously, he got jobbed. Is he has four AFC titles to Tom Brady's three. Tom Brady, of course, won all of those Super Bowls, whereas Mahomes, as of now, is on two. But if he wins, he would have the same number of Super Bowls, three more playoff wins, and one extra trip to the Super Bowl at this point in his career compared to Tom Brady, it's an incredible run so far. And as much as his wife loved him before, she spent the entire season hanging out with Taylor Swift. So she's he leveled up even more to her this year. He, she's just like, hey, that $400 million contract and all your on-the-field accolades, that's great. But my new best friend hangs out with me, and she's uh, she made I, the NFL $330 million. I think you're right about his wife, but you know what? If that didn't work out, I think he'd end up being just fine. <laughs> Who's think- the second most popular um, pop star? Yeah, that's that's single. Should the guy Rasheed Rice like? Can he if he has like a great Super Bowl? Can he like date? Like- I don't know which. Who is the next most popular single? Uh, like star? Beyonce's Eight married. Seven, yeah, she's like, married. So- Rihanna is. I have no clue. With child, she was with child the last Super Bowl. Uh, so there's some stuff. That know. was a year ago. A lot yeah, of we'll things keep, can we'll happen. Keep looking some, right? We'll keep looking up. Uh, maybe Ariana Grande's in that mix. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And she's fine with getting married and getting divorced straight away. So, all right. Travis Kelsey. What? She's super little. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird add-on <laughs> comment. Hey, you're, Travis Kelsey's tall. Taylor Swift is tall, too. Yeah. Mike's got a really valid point. It matches up for, for genetics and future babies. Yeah, Sky Moore. He's little. Travis Kelsey had 11 catches on 11 targets, which is incredible. 116 yards receiving, broke the NFL record for postseason receptions, previously held by Jerry Rice at 151. Now Travis Kelsey has it at 156. So incredible right there. And then one more just for you, Mike. Patrick Mahomes is the first quarterback ever to have six straight playoff games without an interception. 
That is amazing right there. So you're saying you can elevate your game in the big moments? It doesn't have to because no, you're no, going against I gave you that. Don't, better competition. Don't you don't back. have to go worse and then blame everybody else for the loss? You know what? You and Alec, this is Alec. why I'm done telling you nice things. I love you. We're the KNC Masterpiece right $11. here on 105.3. Give it Mahomes to him. cheats. He used his duct tape to throw touchdowns. Around people's waist. Yeah. Coming up next. It's time for Wanker of the Weekend. Maybe you think it's Alec and Mike. Or else, who was the best at being the worst this weekend? Let's talk about Texas basketball next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. If you're wondering, did I say yes? I'm sorry, Alec, because Mike was asking me questions about Tom Rathman. Yes. Thought he had a good game That yesterday. is exactly what happened right now. It's Wanker of the Weekend. Who was the best at being the worst this weekend? Now, I was going to let this person off the hook, but they have continued to press their luck. So, congratulations, like 817. You've made it to Wanker of the Weekend. Why don't you talk more in depth about the Mavs like you do with baseball? My response, we literally just did that with the Mavs segment before Baseball Nuggets, and he said, it wasn't as good. Talk about the stars. They would destroy Vegas in a season this in a series this year. So talk about the stars. My response was the stars have played Vegas three times already this season and won zero of those games. And then they responded, What's the point on going in depth on baseball? It's baseball and it's a dying sport. All right. The 700,000 people who went to the World Series parade probably don't think it's a dying sport. And for as well as the Stars have been playing, and we talk about them quite frequently, the Rangers did win the World Series. What? Uh, also, during the Rangers World Series time, our night show, because the Rangers were on air, scored uh, the highest rating I've ever seen in my life. That's true. And over the last year, this show had the highest ratings it's ever had. And what we like to do is try to be, you know, inclusive to enough of the conversation so that everybody can get what they like. You know, we have a little smorgasbord of conversation. And it seems like our audience really enjoys baseball. We would love to talk more stars as well. As long as all the stars fans will continue to listen to everything else. For sure. For sure. Now, that person is in Wanker of the Weekend. Let's add to them because 
this is not good, is over the weekend, I guess specifically on Friday night is when it happened, is a prized statue of Jackie Robinson was stolen from a public park and cut off at the ankles so people could take this statue. First of all, what are you doing with yeah, it? Is it like a six-foot statue? It's pretty big. <laughs> no, that's All right, look. Alec, go ahead and mark don't, that one. Don't Thank you. cut down a statue of Jackie Robinson to begin with. That just feels like common sense. But then, to Mike's point, I am also curious. What are you going to do with it? Where is it going to go? This is not. This is terrible. Front yard. Backyard. Well, you want it to be in the backyard because then it's kind of hidden the most, right, from people. I feel like you'd remember that, right? Hey, that looks like the statue that got cut down. You'd be like, "Now nah, it's a different one." Yeah, and or yes, you could say it's a different one, and then when they're like, "Hey, but where are his feet?" You can just be like, "There, I had to get it in, like, to stand up somehow, so I buried it in the ground." Um, it makes sense if you did that to Joe Jackson's statue because he, he was shoeless, shoeless. Joe Jackson. Okay. <sighs> Base, look, we're even adding more baseball conversation. I love it. Um, I think the Wichita Metro Crime Commission needs to up their game. They're offering $2,500 for tips that lead to an arrest and $5,000 that lead to tips to the statue's recovery, which, first of all, is really interesting to me. Is Wouldn't you think that like if you arrested the people, that would probably get you down the path? And they're like, no. We'll give you $2,500 to the people. If you just want to give an anonymous tip about where the statue is, $5,000. I think we can do better than that. What's the coolest statue to have? One that you didn't steal if and you cut were gonna, down. If you were if you were going to steal a statue, all right? I don't know if I want to. Which statue do you want to steal? Statue of Liberty. Like, that, like having that one would be pretty awesome. Where? Everybody's going to try and visit. You get to charge them. Visit where? Your backyard. Where you have the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Nobody notices <laughs> that's really where it come, went? Are they going to really come for you and say, hey, we're getting this statue yes! back? If you steal the Statue of Liberty, the government is going to come and find you. No, what are they going to do I know about this. It? I'm, Take I'm, it back. I'm going to court in a little bit. <laughs> what? Over this, a statue stealing? Well, the Statue of Liberty might not have a serial number on it. And so ah. if I steal it and then I get a lot at Joe Pool Lake and I put it in the lake <laughs> and they're like, that's the Statue of Liberty. We're missing that Statue of Liberty. I'm like, nope, it's not numbered. It's mine. What a bold strategy that would be. Let me know how that uh, turns out for you. Let's go ahead and throw Vince McMahon in the mix there as well. We talked about him on Friday and he ended up resigning from TKO, which is the company that essentially, quote unquote, merged, but really bought out the WWE. And as it turns out, the reason why I left is not because of all those terrible things that he did. It's because Slim Jim was dropping out of sponsoring the Royal Rumble. Oh, the okay, the Slim Jim, uh, the, the beef jerky thing. The meat thing. product. Yeah, the meat product. Is they were going to drop out of sponsorship, and then apparently that was too far. All the other stuff, they're like, eh, either way. But, Did they get Macho Man? Well, he's dead, but it is ironic that you say that. Because he used to snap into Slim Jims. And some people think Vince McMahon barred Macho Man from ever coming back to the WWF for a then WWF for a variety of reasons. And now it's Macho Man who gets Vince McMahon booted from his own old company. That is a weird situation. Uh Dang it. That that's that that's how that all, that all went down. Considering all the things that he's been involved in in his career, 
True. Just all the many things. And why? how have we not like completely gone through that conversation? Is it because it's not real sports? E, is that what it is? Oh, I mean, we can at some point. He has a terrible, terrible backstory. And now I'm curious if the WWE will wipe him away from their history altogether. You think so? I think we should consider it. That would be an interesting approach to it. But the whole McMahon family is still so heavily involved, right? Well, no. There are zero McMahons in the company for now. Who's the president? Uh, What happened to his daughter and son? They quit. And then now more and more has come out that, like, perhaps they quit because they knew the depths of all of this. And they're like, I'm out. Isn't Hunter, uh, Hunter. Isn't the girl Stephanie married to Triple H? That is true. Is Triple H out of the WWE? No, Triple H is there, but they had their own power fight over the board of directors and everything like that. Stephanie and Triple H had a fight? No, no. Triple H and Vince McMahon had a fight. And Triple H said, no, you shouldn't come back. But then he had a heart issue, and then while he was gone, Vince got all his cronies and got back on the board. It is weird how it sounds like I'm telling you about a a Monday Night Raw thing. (laughs) This is what happened in real life. Alec, is this not essentially what happened? No, it's it's totally true, and there's no McMahons left, and it's kind of weird, but it's probably for the best. So, yeah. That is what, you know what? Triple H and Vince should settle it in the ring. Uh, if they really like, that's how they could get this all squared. I away. would love to see them have a real fight right now. I think that would be a lovely. I you really think it would be lovely, or for, you think it would, it would be lovely for all those victims to see? I always thought Stephanie McMahon was pretty. Okay, she is pretty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. From, let's go from that to are the Texas basketball program, or maybe their handlers, wankers of the weekend because. Uh. During the first time out of their game against BYU, there was a whole row of people with white t-shirts with blue paint on that spelled horns down. And you would have thought that was the biggest slur that has ever happened in the history of the world with the way Texas reacts to these things. They were all requested to change their shirts or leave the game. Are you serious? Yes. This is This is as soft as it can get. And and I, I really want to know how many UT fans out there like feel like this is necessary. This is how you're you're being protected and and uh, represented in this manner because horns down is so atrocious that it absolutely crushes your soul. You can't live as a as a UT fan. Mike, you have a kid that goes to UT right now, so you're an expert on this, I believe. It's 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 just disheartening. So much. Pearl clutching in this situation. You could do it like the Dallas hats that Alex has. Alec. Alec. But the problem is the H and the O aren't going to look any different. So they're not going to know you're doing horns down by just doing it upside down. And look, and the other... I was thinking about that, and then you're like, oh. Like, I guess you... I don't know. You can't do it because H and O, you can't make it upside down. That's why other cities like Houston can't do that hat. It doesn't make any sense because the H and the O still look appropriate. Yeah, and I see a couple people being like, BYU made them say that. Yeah, that's great. Because somebody wandered over there and was like, hey, can you, like, help us out Well, is it this? isn't the, like, the, if the players do it in it's, football it games, a penalty. a penalty. So, like, that's that's the other part of it is it's gone that far that it's a penalty if they do that as a hand gesture. As if it's, like, slashing your throat. How did Jimmer Fredette do in the game? 
He did not play, but Texas did make sure they lost. That when game. everybody's wearing those 24 jerseys, I'm going to tell you, I watched that game for one minute and said it's college basketball. I'm good. And the, and one again, minute and you were done? And yeah, again, I just was like, uh, let me see what else is on. I don't care. I do not care if BYU walked over there and told them to do it. I don't care if that happened. The simple fact is that this becomes a problem for Texas fans. Like, this is this is a real thing for UT, that they have to go out there and say, we had a huge, just had a huge argument with the basketball coach saying it was classless by the opponent to do that. Are you kidding me? Like that's what I'm, it's yeah. not. It's not just this that isolated BYU this situation. It goes to the football teams can't even they can't do it. Uh, they're asking fans not to do it in the stands just so on the off chance they don't get a penalty. That's what's ridiculous. It's a hand gesture. It's not the middle finger. We see that plenty of times. That is. Mm. That is an interesting point. That like I'm if, less offended by the middle finger than I am cows cows down. That is an interesting point. I also like that you said cows down. All right. Uh, by the by the way, I am seeing some UT fans saying that they think it's annoying and stupid too. So I, I appreciate even, that. I saw one, and this is pretty shocking to me. They're like, it's gotten so bad that they would consider being an A and M fan. All right, look, I feel you on that. That is meant as somewhat of an insult, also as well. But I get that that's how fed up you are with all of this. And I bet the vast majority of Texas fans are like, yeah, okay. Because if that if that happened to me, if you want horns down at a game, I'd be like, your team is losing. Like, <laughs> look at the scoreboard. I'm fine with that hand gesture. I really am. Mike? It, I don't know why it bugs them so much. Do you think it's because of Vince Young? I don't. I don't think Remember, so. Remember, wasn't it at the strip club where he got in a fight with somebody because they did horns down? I feel pretty confident about that story. All right, let's go to the pitch. He was at a strip club? I thought he was good with his money. Have you ever been to a strip club? It's, so been, a, it's been a long time. The okay. last one I went to was, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on. There was one that was a sponsor up here. I think they still are. That Zach, Baby dolls? Baby dolls. That was a good... 10 years ago, I'm going to guess. Right. So it's been a long time. For like time. a UFC fight that uh, G-Bag like was there. So I went there. <laughs> but I was like, one girl came up to me. I was like, nope. And then I went to a strip club in New Orleans when my brother-in-law had his bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls came up to me. And I think she wanted me to give her money for a lap dance. And she said she's from Panama. And I did tell her. I go, you know what? Rolando Blackman's from Panama. <laughs> she didn't seem interested in that conversation. <laughs> So, so that did ended. you know that was going to be a non-starter for her, or did you hope she was going to be like, "Oh my God, I love him. He lived blah blah blah." I mean, she said she's from Panama. I was like, "Oh, I know a famous person from Panama, Rolando Blackman. He is one of my first ever favorite basketball players." Did she leave quickly yeah. thereafter? Yes. Yeah, she moved on. She realized I was not giving her twenty bucks or a hundred bucks. We ended up talking maths with this guy all night. <laughs> Okay, well, I was going to tell you that the West Brom and Wolves FA Cup match was uh, temporarily stopped by fan disorder, but we got a, probably a better story from Mike right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Goes to Cowboys Pass on the move. Let's talk about it next right here in the fan. Purdy under center, use check. Now Elijah Mitchell is in. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! 
San Francisco! KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. That was a treat. I think you were pulling for San Francisco so you could play more of those cuts to really tick me off, dude. No, I definitely was not. Right now. What have they done to the Cowboys to make you so mad? A lot! You're a big Joe Montana fan. That's your favorite football player of all time. Yeah. That was a long you time ago. You were upset that Jerry Rice's record got broken by yep. Travis Kelsey. I was not. That is untrue. Let's go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Pretty sure you rooted for Bruce Bochy yeah. all those times. Brock Purdy, he asked for league minimum for four years so he could help out his organization. Look how that's working out. That's a that's a sacrifice that it feels like a Kevin sacrifice that you'd like. By the way, yeah, here we go. Why, why the need to encourage him, Alec? He'll do it on his own. Because Alec thinks it's funny. <laughs> he does. I do. Now, speaking of how quarterbacks get paid, did you see Kayvon Thibodeau? Usually, uh, it's direct oh. deposit. Mm-hmm. Who is actively on the Giants talking about Daniel Jones, who is also actively on the Giants, and said, you paid Daniel Jones $40 million, and it was great. Me? I believe in Daniel Jones. But I'm mad about Saquon. Why didn't you pay him first? That's is New York gonna about to turn into the the biggest boiling pot where everybody's mad up there? I mean, I, I at least think Barkley's gonna leave, and Daniel Jones is gonna continue to be mediocre at best. And it sounds like Thibodeau's like I'm closer to Barkley than I am to this other dude, and like I'd rather be his teammate and. See him get paid. I'd like to keep that dude around. Well, doesn't look good. And it's just one player. I would imagine there are other players in that locker room that look at Daniel Jones with a little side eye. I would argue that what they're paying versus what they can actually do, every Giants player feels undervalued compared to Daniel Jones, right? Yes. The Eagles hired Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator what do we all think about that? Good for him. But what do you think is going to happen? I think he better come up with the new schemes because even though that I'm not a fan of Dak Prescott, he passes the ball a lot more accurately than Jalen Hurts does, and there's a unique system to use Jalen Hurts to get the most out of him, and I don't know if Kellen Moore can put together that system. And I think it's pretty obvious he couldn't get the most out of Justin Herbert, so he'll be able to get the most out of Jalen Hurts, right? And that the that's the key is he he's going he will have some good plays drawn up. Uh, he's he's uh, he's got a lot of good understanding of how to to scheme some things open, and he's learned a lot over this time. But I don't think it's going to be like life changing if Philadelphia beats the Cowboys once next year. And splits the series. Jerry Jones isn't going, oh, man, I'll let that guy go. And they, I don't think Cowboys yeah. fans are, are going to be kicking themselves over that, too. Now, they get swept by the Eagles, which I just don't see happening. It just is if everybody's if both if both quarterbacks are, are healthy. Do you think Bobby will let us hear about it? Oh, my God. Hey, if he's that good and Philadelphia wins the division, most likely Mike McCarthy's getting fired and we can just hire him as the head coach. I heard Sean Sharif say this morning that – that Mike McCarthy is up one nothing on Kellen Moore. Uh, it, Just because of how the year played out? And the year kind of played out sense. the same, right? Yeah. They, I mean, I guess by saying, hey, we're moving on and we're going to have the exact same situation, 
in that we get to the playoffs, have the exact same record, and don't go any further in the playoffs. Like that's kind of that's wh- where we stand on that. So I don't know that it's one nothing. I still think it's kind of flat. I, I I agree that Mike McCarthy has kept you at a good level, but I'm not seeing a, a victory uh, lap for Mike McCarthy over Kellen Moore in this situation. So I don't know. I, I guess Jerry's still kind of you know looking at this. Now let's talk about former and potentially future commanders. Dan Quinn flew to D.C. today. He's going to interview with the commanders tomorrow for the head coaching vacancy, even though he's still a pretty big favorite to take the Seattle job. And then their former head coach, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera interviewed with the Rams for their defensive coordinator spot, and there were rumblings going around that the Cowboys might be interested in Ron Rivera for their defensive coordinator spot if Dan Quinn moved on down the road. What would we think about Ron Rivera as the DC? I feel like we'd get something Mike Nolan-ish. Okay. Uh, I, I think my biggest thing right now is hearing that like the Dolphins, as Vic Fangio was leaving, the Dolphins were kind of, a lot of the players were cussing him and saying that he wasn't that great and everything. That's how I feel like Ron Rivera would be here, is where, not that they're going to cuss him, because I think that players love the guy. They like playing for him. Uh, you heard Greg Olson say it so many times in the in the last game, and then he got fired. And and I think the y- yes, and it was it was kind of a, everybody knew that it was happening, you know, kind of situation. Oh, I meant Greg Olson got oh, fired. Oh, well, that's tough too, man. Anyway, well, not not really. Uh, the just the way I think that maybe he's been a head coach for a long time now, and going back to the coordinator thing and calling it and being up to date on what's new in the NFL. I just don't know if he has that because I don't know how much of that conversation he was having when he's watching film up there in Washington and all grinding through all that stuff. Was he looking at the new trends in the NFL offensively and how to stop those? Or was he just kind of passive CEO guy while he was up there? The Browns hired Ken Dorsey as their offensive coordinator and the Bills in a less surprising move decided to keep Joe Brady from interim to their current offensive coordinator or their full-time, excuse me, offensive coordinator. Now, Bill Belichick, not going to get a job as a head coach. At least that's what it looks like. Why don't we hire him as a defensive coordinator? Do you think he would take that job? Pretty sure he wouldn't. I'm pretty sure that you're right about that. You can try it. The word is a lot of folks believe he will take a TV job this year and then perhaps look. Okay, hold on. Hold that thought. And then perhaps looking at getting back as a head coach in 2025. I'm going to start with you because of that reaction. How do you think Bill Belichick will do on TV? It sounded like you were maybe not encouraged. Horrible. I've never seen him with any personality. I get sometimes he'll have fun with a Taylor Swift thing or whatever, but there's still not a lot of emotion or anything in it. He's just kind of playing along a little bit. Have you seen him do the uh, – I agree. There's a lot of Bill Belichick that's reserved. But I think was it the first year they started doing the the old players get inducted in uh, thing. They had a series on NFL Network, and he was their pa- one of their panelists. And I thought he was really good because he'd seen those guys play. You know, like he grew up watching a lot of those guys play, and he had a lot of insight on that. I think Mike, I agree with you on the personality flaw, uh, but the the information. I think we might even get an even better education uh, on on a lot of those things. But it's not going to be Rex Ryan. 
where it's just like, oh, my God, let me talk about how much I love feet and also these other things. You know, that's not what you're going to get out of him. Did he say that in, in he TV has, Yes, he has said where, okay. he, where he was like, you know how much? I, yes, he did say okay, that. I knew that came out, but man, <laughs> good for him for owning that. But like, that's, I feel like Bill Belichick on TV for one year will not only raise his stock with other people because of the way he will go through and tell people how this guy and this coach did it wrong and how he would do it better. But at the same time, I think he would do a really good job of analyzing it and breaking it down. And that money would be something he would be interested in for sure. Now, we talked about, obviously, the conference championship games earlier. I wanted to throw this out. I think you guys can do this. The Chiefs are only the third team ever to make the Super Bowl four times in five seasons. Can you give me the other two franchises? Say that again, four, four and five? times in five seasons. Make it to the Super Bowl? San Francisco. Incorrect. New England. Pittsburgh? Correct. Incorrect. Dallas? Incorrect. Dang it. I was hoping maybe in the 70s. Oh, Buffalo. Bro- oh, Did yeah, you say Buffalo? There you go. So all three Denver. of Denver. No, we're done. All three of the times. Cleveland. It's ha- <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Really. You, they've never <laughs> been to a Super Bowl like your Jags. Detroit. Dang, that was a dick from nowhere. Hey. Oh, like that never happens going the wow. other hey, way. Mike's always really cordial to you. Yeah. And no, he's lots not. of good conversation. Mark Brunel almost made it. I can't believe I told my son the other day, like in 2014, they were in the AFC championship game. He's like, with who was their quarterback back then? Somehow Blake he, Bortles? Yeah, he's like, with Blake. I'm like, yeah, I think with Blake Bortles, they made it to an AFC championship game one time. As we all predicted. Because Detroit fell short, they remained one of four teams to never make the Super Bowl. But impressive from the Chiefs. Only the third team to make the Super Bowl four times in five seasons. All of them have been from the AFC. Now, are the Chargers ready to take off? I thought this was pretty funny. Is obviously Jim Harbaugh ready to go with the Chargers, and he said he was a little starstruck when he met Justin Herbert. Okay. Do you think he can take Justin Herbert up a level? Because everyone talks about, look at what he does with quarterbacks, 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 and he's like, I'm in awe of this kid already. How well do you think that pairing is going to work? This is it for me, Corey, because I quit on him. Watching him against the Cowboys and watching him a few other times this year, I'm like, the talent is there. This is arguably a top five quarterback talent in the league today that is not getting anywhere close to what his talent says he has. So this is it. He he has a guy who's gotten, I would say, usually the most out of his quarterback wherever he's been. So to me, yes, he will. So I'm believing in Harbaugh and I'm believing in Herbert's um, talent. I'm not investing anymore in Justin Herbert, but... I think that this could work. Uh, the I think they're going to be a better team overall, and that's going to benefit Justin Herbert the most. Because uh, there, there are times where Staley lost those games defensively on his own, you know, sure. like the, and or just just bad play calling, not not doing things uh, that you, that regular NFL coaches would do. Dan Campbell, the gambles work a lot. Staley, like it would just it didn't work out in his favor a lot of times. Um, but I think the conversation of consistency, that's what you're going to get with Harbaugh, right? A lot of consistency in everyday life. And I think that can probably help uh, Herbert go. But I'm kind of with Mike, too, where I'm not going to go any further 
I, I saw live arm talent. I saw a lot of really good things, but I'm not going to go any further until he proves that he deserves that conversation now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 